Root of the Tree, The Significance, Evolution and Origins of the Ribosome, Jessica Bowman and Lauren Williams, from Georgia Institute of Technology, United States, Chemical Reviews, 2020. Abstract. The ribosome is an ancient molecular fossil that provides a telescope to the origins of life. Made from RNA and protein, the ribosome translates mRNA to coded protein in all living systems. Universality, economy, centrality and antiquity are ingrained in translation. The translation machinery dominates the set of genes that are shared as orthologs across the tree of life. The lineage of the translation system defines the universal tree of life. The function of the ribosome is to build ribosomes. To accomplish this task, ribosomes make ribosomal proteins, polymerases, enzymes and signaling proteins. Every coded protein ever produced by life on Earth has passed through the exit tunnel, which is the birth of kernel of biology. During the root phase of the tree of life, before the last common ancestor of life, Luca, Exhale tunnel evolution is dominant and aromatic. Protein folding co-evolutes with the evolution of the exit tunnel. The ribosome shows that protein folding initiated with intrinsic disorder supported through a short primitive exit tunnel. Folding progresses to thermodynamically stable beta structures and then to kinetically trapped alpha structures. The latter were enabled by a long major exit tunnel that partially offset the general thermodynamic tendency of all properties to form beta sheets. RNA chaperones the evolution of protein folding from the very beginning. The universal common core of the ribosome with a mass of nearly 2 million daltons was finalized by Luca. The ribosome entered status after LUCA and remained in that state for billions of years. Bacterial ribosomes never left status. Archaeal ribosomes have remained near status, except for the superfilum Asgard, which has accreted RNA post-LUCA. Eukaryotic ribosomes in some lineages appear to be logarithmically accreting RNA over the last billion years. Ribosome expansion in Asgard and Eureka has been incremental and iterative, without substantial remodeling of pre-existing basal structures. The ribosome preserves information on its history. Introduction The partnership between RNA and protein dominates biology. The durability of this ancient partnership is documented in the universal tree of life, Tull, which is the lineage of the translation system. Vose and Fox sketched out a universal Tull revealing the blueprint of the common origins and biochemical interrelatedness of all living systems. This Tull contains three primary branches, which are the bacterial, archaeal and eukaryotic superkingdoms of life. More recent determinations of the toll using concatenated sequences of ribosome proteins, R proteins, increase the resolution of the accuracy of the tree. 
tools now incorporate reconstructed genomes of unculturable organisms from a variety of environments. In the most recent tall Eureka branches from within Archaea, the last universal common ancestor of life, Luca, lies at the first branch point of the tall. Extent biology is the crown. The origin of life occurred within the root of the tall, as a system to organize and frame vast amounts of information, the tall is on pair with the periodic table. The ribosome made from RNA and protein is responsible for synthesizing all protein in living systems. The ribosome is composed of a small ribosomal subunit, SSU, that decodes mRNA and a large ribosome subunit, LSU, that catalyzes peptidyl transfer. To make a protein, the ribosome initiates interps and an mRNA curtain decodes. Transferring amino acid from tRNA to nascent peptide translocates, repeats the last three steps over and over again, and, and ultimately terminates synthesis at an mRNA stop codon. In bacteria, new peptide bonds are formed at a rate of circa 20 amino acid additions per second. The functional core of the SSU in the decoding center. DSS and the functional core of the LUSU in the peptidyl transfer center PTC. The distribution of the ribosome functions within rRNA secondary structures is shown in figure 1. Amino acyl tRNA synthetases AARS enforce the genetic code by joining amino acids to their coordinate tRNAs. The translation system controls the sequence, amount, time and place of protein synthesis. The profound significance of translation is indicated by its universality, economy, centrality, antiquity and complexity. These attributes are explained below. Significance of the ribosome Universality of the ribosome Genes encoding the translation machinery dominate the universal gene set of life, UGSL, which is the set of protein encoding genes that are shared as autologs throughout the tall and are found in essentially every living system. Koenig's version of the UGSL contains around 65 genes. 53 of these are directly involved in translation including 34 genes for RR proteins and genes for AARS and translation factors. The Pates and Doolittle versions of UGSL are very similar to that of Kunin. The USGL is larger and even more translation-centric if it's expanded to include non-translated genes such as those encoding RRNAs and tRNAs. A few constituents of the USGL are involved in transcription and even fewer in replication. There are no genes for metabolism, membrane biosynthesis and proton pumps in the UGSL. 
The universality of translation across living systems extends beyond sequence homology to three-dimensional structures, ribosome and other translational components are universal in three dimensions for all living systems. The extreme structure conversation of the DCC and PTC is illustrated in Figure 3. All ribosomes, from large bacteria to even large archaeal ribosomes to gigantic mammalian ribosomes, are built upon the same basal structure, which we call the universal common core. The universal common core has a mass of nearly 2 million Daltons. The universal common core contains 2,800 nucleotides, the PTC, the exit tunnel excluding the vestibule, the subunit interfaces, the A, B and E sites, the bulk of the tRNA translocation machinery, the GPTase associated region, 19 LSU proteins, the DCC, essentially the entire SSU rRNA and 15 SSU proteins and excludes the anti-Shine-Dalgano sequence that has been lost in eukaryotes and several exterior helices of the bacterial ribosome. Around 90% of bacterial rRNA and 62% of bacterial R proteins are contained within the universal common core. R proteins protect rRNA, provide structure but resting within the ribosome and are targets of signaling kinases. Some R proteins are essential for ribosomal function and assembly and influence association of the ribosome with mRNA, tRNAs and translation factors. Bacteria, archaea and eukarya each contain superkingdom specific R proteins in addition to those of the universal common core. The basics of the translation system are preserved even in organisms with reduced genomes. Genomes were reduced over evolution in some obligate symbiotic and pathogenic bacteria and in obligate eukaryotic parasites. Translation systems in these organisms were reduced in parallel with reduction of genomes. In organisms with extremely tiny genomes, such as microsporidia, rRNA is reduced beyond the universally conserved core. In these eukaryotic parasites, rRNA can be circa 25% smaller than that of Escherichia coli. However, microsporidia ribosomes have preserved core functional centers, exit tunnels, subunit interfaces and most ribosome ligand binding sites. Reduced genomes retain at least one tRNA gene for each amino acid, even though the total number of tRNA genes is reduced. Aproteins are among the last to depart of shrinking genome. Therefore, eukaryotic translation systems regress during genome reduction but reach a hard plateau in size and structure. There appears to be a minimum size of cytosolic ribosome components which cannot be violated. Variability of ribosomes may confer significant adaptive capacity 
It is though the ribosomes in vivo are heterogeneous specialized ribosomes within a given cell or tissue may contain or lack specific R proteins and or rRNA prologues that impact ribosomal function. Substochiometry of nucleotide modifications might cause differential ribosome function. In zebrafish embryos, downregulation of various R proteins produces specific brain phenotypes. The ribosome is robust in structure and resilient in function. The ribosome idles. In the absence of elongation factors, sampling the conformational trajectory of the elongation cycle. The ribosome maintains function after severe reduction by molecular and biochemical methods. Nearly half of bacteria R proteins are dispensable in vivo. Only 24 of the 139 R protein paralogues in the ES genome database are essential for survival. The LSU and catalyzed peptide bond formation in vitro in the absence of the SSU, even after treatment with proteases and detergents. Protein synthesis can initiate in vitro without initiation factors. Aminoacyclic tRNA combines to the ribosome in the absence of elongation factor EFTU. Translocation of tRNA can occur without EFG and GTP hydrolysis. The ribosome is very hard to kill. Economy of the ribosome. The function of a ribosome is to build more ribosomes. Ribosomes make R proteins. Ribosomes make the polymerases that synthesizes rRNA, tRNA, and mRNA. Ribosomes make the enzymes that synthesize the input amino acid and nucleotide building blocks of the ribosome. Ribosomes make the enzyme and machines that provide energy for biosynthesis of these building blocks. Ribosomes make the signaling proteins that regulate, coordinate and otherwise enable on all of these systems. Translation is the largest consumer of cellular resources, defining biological demand and productivity. Ribosomal production is limiting. The high RNA-R protein ratio of ribosome compared to other enzymatic systems appear to be dictated by faster and energetically cheaper synthesis of RNA than protein. Bacterial biogenesis of ribosomes requires linkage and synchronization of rRNA transcription, processing and modification, r-protein translation and modification, rRNA and r-protein folding and assembly, and binding and release of assembly factors. The SSU is composed of well-defined domains that can be independently assembled. The LSU is monolithic and entangled and composed of a greater number of components which is associated with a more complex and demanding assembly process. Ribosome biogenesis in eukaryotes, which take place in the nucleus in the most complex task of a replicating cell. Cell replication is strained by the rate and cost of production of ribosomes. The demands of ribosome biogenesis is high. All three RNA polymerases 
one, two, and three are involved in ribosome production, rapidly growing Saccharomyces cerevisiae devotes 60% of transcription to rRNA and 15% to R-protein. 50% of RNA polymerase II is devoted to transcription of R-proteins, which absorb 90% of mRNA splicing activity. Around 30% of RNA polymerase III is dedicated to transcription of 5S rRNA and mitochondrial RNA processing. In S. cerevisiae, around 200 different assembly factors and 75 snow RNA are dedicated to assembling around 200,000 ribosomes per generation at the rate of 40 ribosomes per second. Dedicated and specific chaperones coordinate our protein folding, importing into the nucleus and incorporation into pre-ribosomes. Specific LSU and SSU exporters deliver nearly major ribosomes to the cytosol. Ribosome assembly in mammals is far more complex than in prothesis, requiring nearly twice as many factors generating around 1 million ribosomes per generation per cell. It appears that some ribosomes are modeled outside the nucleus. Our proteins produced by translation in neuronal axons are incorporated on-site into local ribosomes. Around 200,000 ribosomes in S. cerevisiae are available to translate 15,000 mRNAs. Global levels of transcriptions by RNA polymerase two entirely linked to the capacity of the translational system. Around 30% of translation is devoted to R protein production. The ribosome content of bacteria and acervice increases linearly with growth rate under a broad variety of conditions. Ribosome production is precisely coordinated with other cellular functions. Synthesis of excess R proteins can reduce the availability of metabolic proteins and amino acids, negatively impacting the rate of translation and cell growth. In mammalian cells, around 30% of oxygen consumption is used for protein synthesis. Ribosomes are densely packed in the cytosol. The molecular crowding of bacteria's cytosol rises mainly from ribosome contributions. The density of ribosomes in a small bacterium can be seen in figure 6. The number of ribosomes in all bacterial cells scales linearly with cell volume over a large range of volumes. An upper volume limit is established by the ribosome catastrophe, where the required volume of the ribosomes exceeds the volume of the cell. Centrality of the ribosome the universal gene set of life, the antiquity and economy of the ribosome, along with the central dogma, suggest that the ribosome is a nexus of biology on several levels. In fact, the 20,000 10 million ribosomes per cell constitute around one-third of the dry cellular mass. Around 85% of cellular RNA is rRNA by mass. RNAs and R proteins are the most abundant biological macromolecules in the biological universe. 
systems that interact directly with translating ribosomes are within one degree of separation from the ribosome. Systems that interact with those with one degree of separation from the ribosome are within two degrees of separation from the ribosome. Most biological processes are within one or two degrees of separation from the ribosome. Every aspect of biology is impacted directly or indirectly by translation. Initiation, elongation and release factors, tRNAs, mRNAs, amino acids and AARS are within one degree of separation from the ribosome. Systems that produce and regulate production of RNA, assemble and evaluate ribosomes and renaissant polypeptide, modify or process tRNAs, rRNAs and mRNAs, read RNAs modifications and synthesize amino acids are within two degrees of separation from the ribosome. Because translation is a primary consumer of energetic resources, ATP synthetases and other metabolic systems are within two degrees of separation from the ribosome. The centrality of translation is documented in the intercomptomes of prokaryotes and eukaryotes. Many types of cytosolic proteins physically interact with one or more components of the translation systems. By the measure, first degree of separation components account for 5 to 15 of all protein to protein interactions. Second degree of separation components account for approximately 35% of additional interactions. Our proteins have important functions outside of the ribosome, as expected from their abundance, antiquity, universality and ability to bind to RNA. Many extra ribosome functions of our proteins involve regulation of our protein production or ribosomal quality control. E. coli operons encoding R proteins are under autogenous control. One of the R proteins encoded in the operon is a repressor, primarily at the level of translation of most of all of the genes in the operon. R protein L4 in E. coli regulates RNA degradation by allosteric control of RNAs E. In eukaryotes, R proteins help regulate cell differentiation and proliferation, DNA repair, and apoptosis. If aberrant ribosomal assembly increases levels of free R proteins, UL5, UL11, and UL14 above the threshold, they associate with the protein MDM2, inhibiting P53 degradation and causing cell cycle rest or apoptosis. Antiquity of the ribosome Translation is the oldest existing biological system. The universal common core of the ribosome was finalized around 3.84.2 billion years ago. The universal common core of the LSU can be modeled as an onion. The central region of the onion near the PTC appears older than the surface elements, which are removed from the PTC. This is especially true for RNA. Some ribosomal proteins continue to evolve and diverge even in the central region of the onion. The central components of the ribose protrate, leuca, and arose during the root phase of the TOL. In robustness and longevity, the ribosome is competitive with the earth oldest minerals. The ribosome at Luca. Translation was fully mature at Luca. 
Luca was not the first organism or the first cell and does not represent the origin of life. Rather, Luca was the last type of microbe or the last diverse population of microbes before the divergence of bacteria from archaea. A variety of models of the mature of Luca have been proposed. Interference by the ribosome of Luca here are not dependent on a specific model for Luca. The size and the RNA of Luca was estimated by two independent methods. They give similar results. The first method assumes that Luca contains all RNA and that is universally conserved in structure as determined using a carefully curated database that efficiently samples extends phylogeny. A second approach uses the ancestral reconstruction itinerarily stepping back through the toll, estimating the size of ancestral RNAs at each node using the assumption that the most probable ancestral state in this RNA was sequences aligned in both daughter species. Non-superimposing nucleotides are assumed to be non-ancestral. The sequence-based method will modestly underestimate size of ancestral RNAs because in some cases ancestral RNA elements are lost in one daughter. Nevertheless, the ancestral reconstruction gives Luca RNA size only circa 10% smaller than those estimated by universal conservation. Our ancestral reconstruction of rRNA incorporates the assumption that the most probable ancestral ribosomes contain only rRNA elements that are common to those species. The most conservative changes are considered to be the most likely changes. The universality of ribosomal function centers deep within the ribosomal onion suggest that rRNA does not remodel once it is established. Foundational RNAs are structurally conserved during a multi-billion year evolutionary process from the root of the TOL to extent biology. As a general pattern, the more complex daughter organism is, the larger ribosome it contains. The combined data are consistent with a non-phylogenetic origin of life. Only one set of RNAs and one genetic code survived. Bacteria contains 21 R proteins that are absent from archaea, which contain 34 proteins that are absent from bacteria. In some instances, universal RNA interacts directly with proteins that are not universal. It seems likely that some remodeling of R proteins occurred after rRNA was finalized. A GOL computed from rRNA shows three distinct superkingdoms, bacteria, archaea and eurekia, whereas a GOL computed from concatenated R proteins shows eurekia as a subbranch of archaea. Metals in the ribosome at Luca. Cations of magnesium appears to be the dominant cofactor of RNA in extended systems. Cation from magnesium interacts with RNA by a continuum of modes that we call condensed, glassy and chelated. Magnesium ions mediate ribosome assembly, help maintain the reading frame during translational link proteins to RNAs, stabilize folded tRNA, 
and are required for catalysis by AARS. Ribosomes originated and matured well before the great oxidation event, GOE. Therefore, ribosomal origins and evolution were shaped by metal creatures under pre-GOE conditions. General anoxia before the GOE would have fostered abundant soluble ion ions in the biosphere and hydrosphere. Pre-GOE conditions would have been precluded extinct style precipitation of iron as iron 3 plus and oxidative damage to ribosomes by offense and chemistry. Ions of iron 2 plus appears to be a potent all-around cofactor for nucleic acids in the absence of oxygen. It seems unavoidable that the pre-GOE ribosomes interacted extensively with iron 2 plus instead of or in combination with magnesium 2 plus and other divalent ions. Indeed, recent results indicate that a. RNAs faults a lower concentration of iron ions than magnesium ions. b. The translation system is functional when iron ions is the dominant divalent cation. c. Iron cation, like magnesium cation, can form ribosomal microclusters, which contain paired metals bridged by a single phosphate group, and d. Iron ions confers oxyreductase catalytic functionality to RNAs. Divergence of the ribosome Although many features of the translation system are highly conserved among the three superkingdoms of life, there is a significant variation in some aspects of the ribosome. This divergence includes structure and function. Expansion segments, ES, are rRNAs regions that are especially variable or phylogeny. In eukaryotes, they appear as rRNA helices that have grown well beyond the common core rRNA. Humans have some of the longest ES. Artificially introduced eukaryotic-like ES are tolerated in Escherichia coli. Some of the most fundamental differences in ribosome function center on the initiation of translation to initiate translation in bacteria or archaea, most commonly, an AUG star codon pairs with the anticodon of, the, of a methionyl initiator tRNA, metTRNAi, but only after the antishine Delgarno sequence of the SSURNA anneals with the shine Delgarno sequence on mRNA. However, the antishine Delgarno sequence is not part of the universe common core and has been lost from eukaryotic lineages. As discovered by Kozak, the start codon of the mRNA in eukaryotes is pinpointed by scanning the 5' untranslated region for complementarity with the anticodon of metTRNAi. RNA variation rules of the road. A. RNA size generally tends to increase in the order eukaryotic obligate pathogens and symbionts less than common core, less than bacteria, less than archaea, less than protists and plants, less than metazoa. B. RNA size variation is greater among eukaryotes than among either bacteria or archaea. C. 
RNAs of bacterial pathogens are slightly larger, circa 100 nucleotides larger than those of other bacteria. D. RNA size variability is focused on expansions at few specific sites and common core RNA. E. Variability of archaea foreshadows greater variability of eukaryotes. Microexpansion segments, micro-yes, of 5 to 20 nucleotides in many archaeal RNAs are observed at sites of larger eukaryotic ES. F. Some Asgard archaea have large ES which rival eukaryotic ES in size. G. ES of bird and mammal ribosomes contain elongated GC-rich RNAs tentacles. There are hundreds of angstroms in length. H. SSU RNA is far more constrained than LSU RNA and size variation is significantly greater in LSU RNAs than in SSU RNAs. I. ES are excluded from the subunit interiors and from functional regions of the RNA such as the PTC the DCC, the subunit interface, the exit tunnel, and tRNA binding sites. J. Some functional ribosomes contain highly fragmented RNAs, and K. Net RNA size generally increases with organismal complexity. All four classes of introns, group 1, group 2, spliceosomal and archaeal, are found in SSU and LSU genes. Introns appear to be focused within the most ancient regions of RNA transcripts and are seen in all sub-kingdoms of life. It has been suggested that the evolutionary histories of RNAs and introns are linked. Diverse archaeal and eukaryotic tRNA primary transcripts also contain introns. Introns in both RNA and tRNA transcripts form a secondary RNA structure known as bulge helix bulge motif. This motif is existed by splicing endonuclease in both archaeal and eukarya. Conservation of intron sequences in different tRNA genes within a given archaeal linear suggests rapid and specific gain of introns. It has been proposed that introns are remnants of invasions of conjugative plasmids or viruses. Conserved splicing mechanisms suggest a strong evolutionary linkage between archaeal RNAs and processing enzymes. The ribosome of bacteria. Bacterial rRNA is on average around 100 nucleotides larger than the common core. For example, the LSU RNA of Escherichia coli is 2904 nucleotides in length. Common core is 2800 nucleotides. Length of bacterial rRNAs are tightly clustered over phylogeny and, except for pathogens, rarely diverge by more than 150 nucleotides from that of Escherichia coli. Bacterial ribosomes are slightly smaller, simpler, and less diverse than archaeal ribosomes which on average are considerably smaller, simpler and less diverse than eukaryotic ribosomes, which are highly variable over phylogeny. The evolution of the ribosome has been discontinuous. The 
the ribosome gained mass quickly between the origin of life and leuca, then entered statized and remained in that state for several billion years. Bacterial ribosomes never left status. Archaea ribosomes have remained near status, except for the superfilum Asgard, which has accreted mass post leuca. Eukaryotic ribosomes of some lineages appear to have been gaining RNA log logarithmically over the last billion years. The ribosome of Archaea. Our analysis of RNAs indicates that the roots of Eurekia extend deep into the Archaeal superkingdom. Archaeal RNAs, on average, are slightly larger than bacterial RNAs. The LSU RNA of P. furiosus, an archaeon, is 248 nucleotides larger than common core RNA. The difference in size is centered on archaeal specific microES. MicroES are stemmed loops generally less than 20 nucleotides inserted onto the surface of the common core of archaea RNA. MicroES insertion sites in archaea predicts ES insertion sites in eukarya. MicroES locations are conserved and exclude regions near functional centers such as the DCC, the PTC and the subunit interference. The number of microES insertion sites is smaller, around 10 on the LSU and 8 on the SSU. Microes on the LSU are generally larger than those on the SSU. The largest archaeal expansions and largest archaeal RNAs are found in Lochiarchaeota and Heimdalla Archaeota within the Asgard superfilum. In size and complexity, some ES of Lochiarchaeota and Heimdall Archaeota exceed those of protists RNAs and rival those of Meteozoan RNAs. Asgard Archaea contain a variety of eukaryotic signature proteins that are involved in cytoskeleton, trafficking, ubiquitination and translation. The ribosome of eukaryotes Although the universal common core is shared by essentially all cytosolic ribosomes, eukaryotic ribosomes are much larger than the common core with more complex structures and functions. As Cerevisiae and eukaryote, LSURNA is 754 nucleotides larger than common core RNA. Drosophila melanogaster LSURNA is 1,277 nucleotides larger than common core RNA. Homo sapiens LSU RNA is 2,424 nucleotides larger than common core RNA. Eukaryotic ES attached at several universally conserved sites on the subunit surfaces. Sites of insertion are the same for eukaryotic ES and archaeo micro ES. Most of the diversity of eukaryotic RNA is focused on the LSU. The LSU of protists contain a secondary shell of RNA and proteins surrounding the common core. Human sapiens and other endothermic vertebrates contain RNA tentacles, or long ES, which are helical structures that attach to a protist-like base and extend for hundreds of angstrom from the ribosome surface. As shown in secondary structure in figure 8, these RNA tentacles contain defects such as bulges and mistmatches. The tentacles 
are not integrated into the ribosomal surface and appear to be dynamic and or positionally disordered within the cytosol. The tentacles of mammals and birds contain repeated G-tracts and have been observed to form extremely stable G-quadruplexes in vitro. Around 2000 million years ago, ribosomes in eukaryotic lineages emerged from status and entered a dynamic phase of growth, which remains ongoing and is accelerating in some metazoan lineages. The LSU of the human sapiens lineage is an extreme example of discontinuous growth. In the human sapiens lineage, the ribosome was essentially static from Luca through the advent of protests when a secondary shell of rRNA and eukaryotic proteins was acquired by the LSU. From the drone of multicellularity to the rise of vertebrates, the LSU rRNA in the human sapiens lineage grew by 0.65 nucleotides per million years. With the rise of endothermic vertebrates, the growth rate accelerated to 2.5 nucleotides per million years. Currently, the growth rate of the LSU RNA in the human sapiens lineage appears to be extremely rapid, 62 nucleotides per million years. The ribosome confirms Gould's observation that the upper bound of complexity of life on Earth has been purchased upwards as the average complexity has barely increased since Luca. Different regions of RNA evolve at different rates, leaving islands of conservation in multiple sequence alignments. In addition, the rates of evolution of the ribosomal subunits differ. SSU RNAs among the slowest evolving sequences in biology, making the SSU useful for revealing divergences in the Brickabrian from Earth origins to 541 million years ago, roughly the start of the Cambrian animal diversification. Similarly, variation in the rates of evolution of the different domains of the LSU make it more useful for divergence events of the Paleozoic and Mesozoic, 541 to 66 million years ago, roughly diversification of early animals through the extinction of dinosaurs. And the rapidly evolving mitochondrial subunit RNAs are useful for divergences in Cenozoic, 66 million present. While these observations do not imply relative ages of ribosomal subunits, they are consistent with more pronounced size evolution of LSU RNA than SSU RNAs over the last 2 billion years. Why does RNA grow even larger in some eukaryotic lineages, especially in endothermic vertebrates? Why is accretion focused on mostly exclusively on LSU RNA? Why the SSU RNA is more highly restrained and remains nearly static? We do not know. Another assumption is that ES and ES are directly adaptive in complex organisms, conferring immediate advantage in docking, trafficking, quad control, turbining, and biogenesis. However, the assumption is unlikely to be correct. To paraphrase Lynch, nucleic acid sequences with weakly advantageous or even transiently disadvantageous phenotypes can colonize genomes of species with large cells and small populations. Many eukaryotes are extremely inefficient and eliminating non-translated sequences.
Non-adaptive RNA, ES, and intervening sequences are expected to proliferate in the permissive eukaryotic environment of small populations, slow replication, and large cells. Expansions would be eliminated by selection in large, rapidly replicating populations, characteristics of protists and prokaryotes. In this model, large eukaryotic ES and tentacles have been locked in by gain of function subsequent to RNA expansion. It seems likely that complexity of the ribosome is influenced by the same forces that shape complexity of genome architecture in eukaryotes. The ribosome of organelles. Organellar ribosomes are of bacterial origins, but are products of unique evolutionary pressures and biochemical environments. Genes for RNAs are retained in organelle genomes, except for the 5S RNA in many mitochondria, and exhibit large ranges in size and extent of fragmentation, while genes for organellar proteins are most commonly encoded in the nucleus. Organellar ribosomes can contain reduced RNAs that are compensated by organelle-specific R-proteins. The PTC, DCC and subunit interfaces are conserved in organellar ribosomes, while the central protuberances and the exit tunnel can be remodeled. Mitochondrial ribosomes are more derived than plastid ribosomes. Harvey and Guttel generated the first three-dimensional models of meteorobosomal particles. We do not include organellar ribosomes in our comparative analysis of cytosolic ribosomes and exclude them when defining the common core and RNA rules of the road. Evolution of the ribosome, reading the tape of life. RNA structure in two dimensions. It was demonstrated in 1975 that nucleotides in base pair co-vary in aligned 5S RNA sequences. For paired nucleotides, the unit of structure is the base pair. For unpaired nucleotides, the unit of structure is the nucleotide. Thus, base pairs of RNAs are revealed by sequence alignments. Using this phenomenon, Gutter, Noller, Wies and co-workers began protecting secondary structures and tertiary interactions of 16S and 23S RNAs in the early 1980s, two decades before the first X-ray structures of a ribosome was published. As RNA sequence database expanded, co-variation methods were refined. Once secondary structures were established, comparisons soon revealed the common core of RNA and elaborations by eukaryotic ES. Comparison with 3D X-ray structures demonstrated that co-variation is an excellent, although not perfect, predictor of RNA secondary structure, recurrent primary and secondary structures from building blocks, motifs that organize into three-dimensional structures of RNA. Most recently, we have published secondary structures of RNAs based entirely on 3D structures correcting some historical artifacts. RNA evolution in three dimensions. Using comparative methods that incorporate information from two and three dimensional structures, we have developed a comprehensive data-driven model of evolution of the ribosome. 
the availability of X-ray and cryo-EM ribosomal structures from a variety of species at the atomic level enabled our approach, which required new tools for structure comparison and visualization, and for sequence comparison. The combined data support this continuous accretion of ribosomal structure and function over deep time. By accretion, we mean that on average the ribosome expanded incrementally and iteratively without substantial remodeling pre-existing basal structures. Systems that accrete record their own history. Oak trees grown by accretion, maintaining historical records of weather, infestation and fires. Similarly, the ribosome has recorded its long history by accreting RNAs, R-proteins and inorganic cations. Accretion allows interference of key molecular steps in the evolution of RNA and R-proteins and conformations, interactions and functions. The accretion model of the ribosome initiates during the root phase of the TOL before LUCA continues through the primary branching nodes of the tree and culminates in the crown. In extant biology, the model links chemical evolution at the drone of life to Darwinian evolution and the central dogma of molecular biology. The model has implications for origins and ancillary processes such as replication, transcription and metabolism, but thus found thus not to incorporate them explicitly. The model is constrained by hard data from the translation system and does not link the conventional origin of life models such as RNA world. The model assumes uniformitarianism. The same type of processes have dominated ribosomal evolution of a deep time in extant biology. The forces that shape the translation system are the same in extant biology as during Leuca. The invention of special or extraordinary processes is not required. This assumption is the simplest and therefore appears to be the most probable. The approach is translation-centric. We favor the idea that co-evolution of RNA and protein was accomplished in the context of the ribosome, which we consider to be the cradle of evolution. Protopeptides, then polypeptides and proteins were created by the ribosome on the ribosome and for the ribosome. The model assumes the ribosome was selfish, gaining self-advantage in gradual, incremental and correlated processes. The acute modularity of ribosome structure and function is a useful asset. Functions within the ancestral ribosome are determined by correspondence with their functions in extant ribosome. Structures formed prior to acquisition of the subunit interface attempted proto-ribosomes. The proto-LSU was capable of facilitating the production of non-coded protopeptides and ultimately of catalyzing synthesis of protopeptide. The accretion model is amenable to computational and experimental hypothesis testing and recapitulation of key steps. Central casting. The ribosome contains what we call molecular casts. In a cast fossil, an object creates an impression in surrounding media, then dematerializes. The imprint is filled by new, more persistent material taking the shape of the original object. Traditional cast fossils allow paleontologists to observe the contours of cells, bones, 
organs and organisms. Analogous processes occur at the molecular level of evolution. In a molecular cast, evolutionary processes establish a productive interference between two molecular species. One of the species is replaced by a successor, with retention of conformation and molecular interactions with the partner. Molecular casting depends on selective pressure to maintain basic structure and R function in the face of challenges in bioavailability or other drivers of changes in chemical composition. Molecular casting is common for metals and is known as cambialism. Iron, for example, has been replaced by other metals in a variety of systems. An ancestral diiron ribonucleotide reductase RNR has been converted by casting to iron manganese and dimanganese RNRs. Superoxide dismutase uses a conserved cast to interact with iron, manganese, copper, zinc and nickel. Molecular casting within the ribosome is seen for both inorganic ions and macromolecules. We have proposed that the ribosome conversions of cation iron to magnesium by casting was driven by the Great Oxidation event 2.4 billion years ago. Divalent metal cation binding sites in RNA, the media remain essentially invariant, the impression as cations changed their identity. Deep within the ribosome, molecular casting expands to biopolymers. It appears that non-coded peptides and or despipeptides synthesized before acquisition of the interface and the establishment of the link between synthesis and coding interacted with proto-RNA via complementary surfaces impressions. Non-coded species were ultimately replaced by coded species retaining basic conformation and molecular interactions. In summary, both R-protein and rRNA segments within the oldest regions of the ribosome appear to contain casts of more ancient species. This casting process of oligomers and ions within the ribosome has preserved information about macromolecules from the deep prehistory of biology. Building up in the extant ribosomes of eukaryotes, ES in the LSU and ES in the SSU have been built by an iterative insertion of small RNA fragments into basal rRNA. Differential insertion into ES and ES leads to variation in length of eukaryotic rRNAs. Here we explain mechanistically how an accretion process takes place using helix 25 e S7 as an example. One of the most diverse regions of the eukaryotic ribosome is LSU expansion segment 7. ES7. ES capital indicates LSU and ES lowercase indicates SSU. Capital ES7 illustrates many of the points listed above. We have established a fine-grained trajectory of capital ES7 evolution, allowing us to assemble frames of a movie of rRNA growth in the three dimensions. Capital ES7 emerges from Helix 25, a basal stem loop that is modeled here by 22 nucleotide Helix 25 of Escherichia coli. 
The stem loops expands to an 80 nucleotide bent helix in the common ancestor of archaea, a branched 210 nucleotide domain in the common ancestor of eukaryotes, and a 342 nucleotide domain in the common ancestor of metazoas. In mammalian systems, capital S7 has expanded further, exemplified by an 876 nucleotide domain in Homo sapiens. Capital S7 contains long tentacles in humans, chimpanzees, mice, and birds. In the capital S7 trajectory, one observes a creation at a molecular level. Basal RNA does not remodel during or after expansion. The basal helix 25 is fully intact in all other RNAs and was structurally conserved during a multi-billion year evolutionary process. The accretion process builds the massive mammalian ribosome on a foundation provided by the ribosomes of protists, which were built on the ribosomes of archaea, which were built on the ribosomes of Luca. RNA insertion fingerprints. Insertion of RNA elements into RNA sometimes leaves distinct structural markers that we call insertion fingerprints. Insertion fingerprints are an important source of information in establishing the accretion model. Insertion fingerprints are historical pointers of chronological relationship between various elements of the ribosome. The utility of insertion fingerprints is validated by comparison among ribosomes of various size where lineages are well established. Ribosomal structures with and without ES capital and within ES capital allows us to identify and visualize sites at atomic resolution where new RNA has been added to basal RNA. For example, composing of helix 38 alone universal in bacteria, archaea and eurekia, to helices 38 plus 52, eukarya only, shows an expansion of universal to eukaryotic specific RNA. We know the temporal sequence of events in the evolution of these RNAs, universal RNA, is ancestral to eukaryote specific RNA. We have inspected and catalogued RNA confirmation at and around numerous sites where eukaryotic capital ES branches are inserted into universal trunks. The instinct and recognizable confirmations characterize these insertion sites. The ancestral RNA trunk generally accommodates the daughter insertion without disrupting or unstacking base pairs of the ancestor. Mechanistically, insertion is readily accomplished by first transition of the trunk helix, second a shift of several backbone atoms by bone rotations and third ligation of the trunk to the branch. Insertion fingerprints are observed within the LSU RNA and the SSU RNA and the tRNA, an expansion of tRNA leading ultimately to doubling of the mini helix is indicated by an insertion fingerprint between the acceptor helix and the T helix. Helical elongation is a second mechanism of rRNA accretion. LSU helix 101, universal, is elongated in eukaryotic RNAs. 
comparison of pre- and post-expanded RNAs, for example, universal and eukaryotic RNAs, reveal that helix insertions or elongations occurred in helices 25, 30, 38, 52, 54, 63, 79, 98 and 101 of the LSU of eukaryotic rRNA. Helix elongations do not leave distinctive structure fingerprints. Capital ES and AES expansion segments before and after Luca. Inspection of the universal common core reveals numerous insertion fingerprints that appear structurally identical to insertion fingerprints in eukaryotic expansions. These pre-leuca insertion fingerprints are distributed throughout the common core of both the LSU and the SSU. Identification of these insertion fingerprints allows us to demarcate ancestral expansion segments capital AES in the LSU and lowercase AES in the SSU, which are small rRNA elements that build up the pre-leuca ribosome, the universal common core. Because the evolution of the universal common core can be partially read out by detection of insertions, fingerprints and reconstruction of the accretion events, the accretion model extends to pre-leuca processes. A comprehensive timeline can be established from initial oligomers to proto-ribosomes through the common core to large eukaryotic ribosomes. The ordering of events is dictated by the iterative nature of capital AES to lowercase AES accumulation and, in some cases, by the directionalities of A minor interactions. Bokov and Steinberg reasons that the donating nucleotides in a A minor interaction are dependent on the accepting double helix, whereas the accepting helix is independent. Therefore, the donating nucleotides must be the more recent addition. Temporal correlations can be made between acquisition of rRNA elements, capital AES and lowercase AES and R protein segments by assuming the age of a given segment of R protein is the same as that of the rRNA which, with which sorry, it interacts. The accretion model is coherent and self-consistent and reconciles significant processes in the histories of the LSU, SSU, tRNA, mRNA, rRNA and R proteins. The accretion model is a chronology of capital AES to lowercase AES acquisition and R protein evolution. These sections below describe information on the origins and evolution of the ribosome provided by the accretion model. Evolution of the ribosome, rewinding the tape. Before Luca, exhuming the root. In the accretion model, six phases of ribosomal evolution took place during the root of the TOL for Luca, figure 13, 14 and 15. Each phase consists of a set of capital AES and lowercase AES and associated protein segments. The model allows us to observe the evolution of pre-Luca RNA protein and interactions within organic cations. LSU 
building the peptidyl transferase center. The PTC appears to be among the oldest macromolecular elements and enzymatic activities in the biological universe. The LSU gained mass by iterative incorporation of rRNA stem loops and other secondary elements as capital AES. Initially, rRNA accreted capital AES 1 to 5 to form the A site, B site, and the beginnings of the exit tunnel in the form of a central pore. This structure was rigid, stable, and monolithic. Formation of the PTC occurred before acquisition of the subunit interface and therefore was independent of the DCC. This model is consistent with broad consensus that the early PTC produced non-coded oligomers in the isolation of the DCC and that proto-PTC and proto-DCC evolution were not correlated. LSU Chemistry in the Peptidyl Transferase Center the ribosome forms amide bonds in the PTC, a nascent polypeptide linked as an ester at the 3' end of the tRNA is transferred in the PTC to the alpha amino group of the an amino acid monomer that is linked as an ester at the 3' end of another tRNA. The PTC catalyzes this reaction and does it this again and again and again esteramide exchange and aminosis reaction and thioesteramide exchange are broadly employed in biological systems for synthesizing or hydrolyzing peptides. Serine proteases run the reverse reaction amide ester exchange to hydrolyze peptide bonds. The acyl enzyme intermediate is an ester. Esteramide exchange has a low activation energy is in the equilibrium and, as in the PTC, can be accomplished by wet, dry cycling of mixture of amino acids and hydroxy acids in mild temperatures. The facial nature of esteramide exchange is a key to understanding the unsophisticated and apparently primordial chemical mechanism utilized by the ribosome. The PTC is not a good enzyme, nor does it have to be. The PTC is a primitive entropy trap with minimal mechanistic contributions from chemical catalysis or specific stabilization of the transition state. Even so, this mechanism is sufficient to produce all coated protein in the biological universe at a rate around 10 to 20 peptide bonds per second per ribosome. LSU, the exit tunnel. The exit tunnel was initially inferred by the laboratory of Alexander Rich and was ultimately revealed in three dimensions by Adano Yonath and co-workers. Each protein treats through the axial tunnel and terminus first, traveling around 100 Armstrong from the PTC through the center of the LSU to emerge on the distant surface of the ribosome at the tunnel egress. The wall of the tunnel are formed by rRNA and ancient beta-herpin tails of ribosome proteins UL4 and UL22. In phase 1, the wall of the exit pore is formed by capital AES1. In phase 2, the exit pore is completed by capital AES3 and 4. 
In phase three, the exit pool is extended into a short tunnel by capital AES 9 to 10 and 13. In phase four, the tunnel is extended and rigidified by capital AES 6A 19 and 28. In phase 5, the tunnel is extended by AES 31, 33 and 35. In phase 6, the tunnel is extended and finalized by capital AES 41, 48 and 59. SSU Building the Decoding Center The DSS is the core functional component of the SSU and is responsible for decoding mRNA in the extant ribosome. As noted above, the late acquisition of the subunit interface is consistent with the consensus that the DCC and PTC originated in isolation of each other. The DCC and PTC differ fundamentally in structure, dynamical properties and function. The PTC can be built simply by ligating stem loops and elongating helices. The core of the DCC contains a pseudonaut, a structure that is not accessible by simple mechanism of PTC evolution. The LSU is monolithic. The dendritic SSU uses the central pseudonaut as a hub and is intrinsically dynamic. The termini are associated in the LSU but are dissociated in the SSU. The most reasonable mechanism for generation of the central pseudonaut is the sequestration of a transiently unpaired strand of a stem loop, leaving the complement strand unpaired. The single-stranded region of the central pseudonaut, the anti-Shine-Delgano sequence, the central pseudonaut, the dynamical properties of the SSU, and the dissociation of the strand termini are features of earliest ancestors of the SSU. The periribosomal function of the SSU is unclear, but likely involved in a single-stranded binding functionality, probably interacting with other single-stranded RNAs. It seems plausible that an ancestral function of the SSU during early development of the interface was likely as a core factor, assisting in the positioning of other RNA molecules and the PTC to optimize the condensation. Upon association of the subunits, the ribosome would be capable of making short unstructured peptides with greater efficiency than the LSU alone. This association would also mark the beginning of a transition form, a non-coding to a primitive operational coding ability. The proto-SSU may have been stabilized by short heterogeneous protopeptides. LSU, SSU, tRNA working together. tRNA was a central player in driving subunit association and co-evolved in concert with subunit interface. The conversion of the proto-ribosome non-coded to an extent ribosome coded involved acquisition of the interface by both subunits and growth of the pre-tRNA mini-helix to form the major L-shaped tRNA molecule. Before mini-helix expansion, no functional gain would accrue from association of the two subunits. Before acquisition of the interface, no functional gain would accrue from maturation of tRNA. LSU-SSU-tRNA Coding and energy transduction 
Once the RNA elongates and the subunit interface is acquired, evolution of the two subunits become tightly correlated. This correlation of LSU and SSU evolution leads, ultimately, to a conversion from a Brownian ribosome stabilized by non-coded protopeptides to an energy-driven, translocating, ratcheting, decoding machine stabilized by sophisticated folded proteins. The production of folded R-proteins was linked to production of class II AARS, elongation factors, initiation factors and RNA polymerase. The ribosomal surface incorporates specific binding sites for diverse R-proteins Surface proteinization concedes with the development of highly specific AARS and marks the maturation of the genetic code. Evolution of protein Cycling hydration and the initiation of polymer evolution One of the nature's greatest accomplishments in the discovery of functional polymers with complex self- and heteroassembly and catalytic behaviors. These discoveries relied on selection for a complex variety of factors. Present models of probiotic systems suggest that condensation, dehydration chemistry was selected of other linkage chemistries in an environment of cycling water activity. Primitive oligomers produced by condensation predated the ribosome. It appears that the Earth's day-night cycle drove this probiotic phase of chemical evolution Molecules that linked by condensation dehydration reactions were chemically selected as building blocks of oligomers. In this scenario, the primitive translation system did not push polymerization thermodynamically uphill, but instead took advantage of oscillating reaction directionalities that formed and hydrolyzed ancestors of biopolymers. We believe that the proto-LSU altered product distribution of environmentally driving condensation and hydrolysis reactions. Some products of condensation reactions bound to the proto-ribosome and were protected by hydrolysis and in turn conferred advantage to the proto-ribosome. Thus, the system gained advantage by discovery of condensation products with affinity for RNA. During early phases of ribosome evolution, phases 1, 2, the model predicts that the proto-LSU simply influenced short cationic protopeptides, whose production was driven by wet-dry cycling. Cationic charge confers the ability to interact strongly with RNA or proto-RNA, increasing stability of assemblies and chemical lifetimes of both interactors. Non-coded cationic random coil oligomers could have supported assembly and function of the proto-ribosome or other ribosomes. Support for this scenario is found in the observation that simple cationic peptides stimulate the activities of several artificial and native ribosomes. Exaptation and the discovery of protein Protein evolution followed a pathway of exaptation in which the result of selection for one characteristic formed the basis for selection for other characteristics. Evolution creates by co-opting or repurposing traits that serve one function descends from traits that served a different function that descends from traits that served even different functions, and so on.
Acceptation explains how the bones of human hands descended from fins of fishes, how the fragile malleus and incus bones of the mammalian ear descended from sturdy jaw bones of reptiles, and how feathers were co-opted for flight. Without an evolutionary context, one cannot hope to fully understand human hands, structures and functions of the mammalian ear, feathers or biopolymers. In the path of discovery of functional proteins, nature selected a. Types of building blocks b. Linkage by condensation dehydration reaction c. Emid linkage of ester and other types of condensation linkages d. Alpha amino acids over beta and gamma amino acids. E. Homochiral amino acids over racemates. F. Linear over branched polymers. G. The 20 proteonsius side chain of a large pool of alternatives. And H. Specific functional sequences from an immense excess of alternative sequences. The vast space of possible monomer types, backbone chemistries, side chain types, polymer topologies, and sequences was not fully explored during the evolution of proteins. The universe lacks sufficient atoms or time to accomplish a random search of even a small subspace of this landscape. Instead, the rare suite of features that conferred folding and assembly competence to nature's functional polymers was obtained by repeated experimentation processes. The evolution of proteins was hierarchical and progressive. The evolution of protein folding recorded on ribosomal tape. We presume the evolution of protein starting with a diverse small molecule inventory and progressing to the elaborate folds of extant biology to the fine-grained progressive and discontinuous oligomers of successfully greater size, ability to fold, increasing backbone homogeneity, sequence specificity and catalytic functionality, conferred either increasing advantage Incredibly, a reaction coordinate for the evolution of protein folding appears frozen within the ribosome. Correlating acquisition of rRNA elements, capital AES and lowercase AES, and acquisition of R protein segments led to a detailed molecular map of the evolution of protein folding. This reaction coordinate was evident once the accreditation model was developed and was not assumed or built into the accretion model, nor was it anticipated. The frozen reaction coordinate within the ribosome suggests that after the maturation of condensation chemistry for the production of oligomers that are associated with RNA, the next selection was for oligomers capable of forming of beta herpins. Here, selection began to favor oligomers with a cohesive and chemically homogeneous backbone. Amino acids were preferred over hydroxy acids, hemochirality was preferred over racemates, and alpha monomers were preferred over beta and gamma monomers. In a third step, polymers were selected based on formation of globular beta domains. 
this advantage produced a fully cohesive backbone polypeptide with correct sequences of hydrophilic and hydrophobic side chains. Globular proteins required at least primitive coding, participation of tRNA and SSCO, and a form of energy currency, ATP. Selection for alpha structures lacked selection for beta structures. Once beta-only domains were reasonably optimized, selection for complex folds containing both beta sheets and alpha helices became dominant. Co-evolution of protein folding and growth of exit tunnel. The ribosomal exit tunnel is the birth canal of biology. Every coded protein ever produced by life on Earth has passed through the exit tunnel. The exit tunnel is a unique biological structure, and its evolution was an extraordinary process. The importance of the exit tunnel in ribosomal function is underscored by the observation that no other structure or functional features of the ribosome is developed throughout all phases of ribosomal evolution. Exit tunnel evolution is the only process in the evolution of the ribosome that we know to be unremitting, taking place throughout all six phases of proto-ribosomal and ribosomal evolution. Pore formation, followed by exit tunnel ingration, stabilization and rigidification, appear to dominate evolution of the ribosome from start to finish at LUCA. All other aspects of ribosomal evolution, including formation of the PTC and DCC acquisition of the interference, etc., are punctuated and episodic. The ribosome devotes more RNA to the exit tunnel than to any other structure function. It is not surprising that the accretion model suggests that evolution of the ribosome, specifically the exit tunnel, is linked to evolution of protein folding. Proteins and protein folding evolved in concert with extensions, reinforcement and elaboration of the exit tunnel. Nascent proteins start to fold within the tunnel. As they are synthesized, folding is generally faster than translation. Here we outline a series of acceptation processes that led to major protein domains. Start with intrinsic disorders proteins. During phases 1 and 2, the exit pore and primitive tunnel are thought to have promoted increased processivity and cationic properties of condensation products by stabilizing ribosomal association with reaction substrates and intermediates. In addition, the exit pore and primitive tunnel may have inhibited formation of dead end cyclic peptides by maintaining separation of the N and C termini. Our protein segments in phase 3 exclusively form extended and irregular structures consistent with frozen random coil, also known as intrinsically disordered. These segments are constrained by surrounding rRNA and interact in extensively with it. The polypeptides that compose these segments in the extant ribosome appear to be cast fossils of ancestral protopeptides. The ascent of beta. Protein segments in phase 4 form both secondary structures and frozen random coil. The dominant secondary structure element in phase 4 is antiparallel beta structures, 
composed of intramolecular beta hairpins or beta-to-beta -beta dimers between amino acids that are removed in primary structure but belong to a common peptide chain. The frequency of secondary structure in polypeptides increased from phase 3 through phase 4 but remains dominated by beta structures. In phase 5, some of the polypeptide chains form regular domains. These domains, which are composed primarily of antiparallel beta sheets, have hydrophobic cores and hydrophilic surfaces. The beta parallel domains that are common in phase 5 keep the appearance of arising from collapse of the isolated beta-beta structures observed in phase 4. The ascent of alpha. In the final steps of the evolution of the common core, our proteins accumulated and gained complex supersecondary structures composed of mixture of alpha helices and beta strands. The fraction of polypeptide in alpha helices increases from phase 5 to phase 6. During phase 6, the tunnel is finalized and our proteins form complex folds composed of both alpha helices and beta strands. Kinetics versus thermodynamics of protein folding. The exit tunnel is around 100 Armstrong long and 10 to 20 Armstrong wide. Except near the egress, the geometry is too narrow for beta hairpins, protein aggregates or minimal domains. However, the exit tunnel really accommodates alpha helices and has been shown to stabilize and harbor them. The length of the tunnel appears critical, while very short peptides in solution can adopt stable beta sheets. Persistent alpha helices require longer fragments, with length similar to that of the exit tunnel. Therefore, the exit tunnel is advised to kinetically trap alpha helices. The length, width and electrostatic properties of the exit tunnel appear to be optimized for trapping alpha helices. The tunnel partially offsets the general preselected thermodynamical tendency of the polypeptide backbone to form better sheets structures. The exit tunnel a. Lowers water activity enthalpically promoting intramolecular H bonding within the nascent chain. b. Restricts configurational space entropically promoting intramolecular H bonding within the nascent chain and c. Sterically disadvantages beta structures of alpha structures facilitating alpha helices within the nascent chain. In this scenario, the tunnel is a mechanism of acceptation. The exit tunnel repurposes a polymer selected for formation of thermodynamically stable beta structures, for example polypeptides, facilitating formation of kinetically trapped alpha helices. This model should not be interpreted to mean that the tunnel is the only contributor to alpha helix formation. Sequence post-tunnel chaperons and the environment are additional influences. In addition, it has been shown that beta hairpins can fit within the bacterial vestibule, where the tunnel widens near the agris. This region of the tunnel is not universal and nowhere and more restricted in archaea and eukaryotes than in bacteria. Our model for the coevolution of protein folding and the exit tunnel explains a. the potent and general chaperoning ability of nucleic acids in this model 
RNA is the ancestral chaperone of all protein. B. Why beta structure is the default thermodynamic secondary structure of the functional polymer in this model, the first level of secondary structure selection was the thermodynamic stable beta structures and selection for kinetically trapped alpha helices was later. C. The adaptability of extant proteins and the high frequency of accidental function in this model adaptability was a selection criterion during the evolution of folding. D. The observation that extant proteins fold by real-time funnels and do not randomly search confirmation space. In this model, funneling was intrinsic to the evolution of folding. The genetic code. Numerous speculations on the origin and evolution of the genetic code have been presented. There is evidence that the genetic code, along with the selection of biopolymer building blocks and linkage chemistries, are products of evolution. The code appears structured to minimize phenotypic effects of mutation and mistranslation. Freeland and Cleves have made the important observation that random sets of amino acids that cover chemistry space better than the proteinous amino acids are rare and energetically costly. We believe fundamental aspects of the origin and evolution of the genetic code will become increasingly clear as the molecular level solution to the origins of the translation system is approached. Once the origins and the early evolution of the translation system, including tRNA synthetases, are unrevealed, on a molecular level the origins of the genetic code and details of the cutting assignments can be unveiled. Conjectures on ribosome evolution. Comparative sequence analysis is a useful tool for ribosome paleontology. Universally conserved nucleotides were defined by Guttel and those present more than 95% of the 500 plus sequences aligned for the LSU or 5000 plus for the SSU. More recently, we have established a database which we call the sparse and efficient representation of the extant biology the CEREB database. This database contains complete and cross-validated RNA sequences and structures of species chosen as far as possible to sparsely and efficiently sample all known phyla. Atomic resolution structures of ribosomes provide data for structure comparison and validation of sequence-based models. This database documents an astounding degree of conservation of the translation system across the tree of life. Derby used LSU RNA alignments to identify 23 universal sequence elements, which are stretched of 6 to 18 consecutive nucleotides conserved in three dimensions and in sequence in all three superkingdoms of life. As expected, universal sequence elements were found at the PTC, the Sersin Resin Loop, the GPA Center, and the LSU SSU interface. Three of the most highly conserved sequence elements in domain 1 and domain 3 could not be linked to known ribosome function. One can speculate that the universal sequence elements in domain 3 could be associated with tertiary structure, protein building, metal binding, or even novel catalysis. A dimeric proto-ribosome, DPR, 
model developed by Egmont and Yunath describes a proto-PTC assembled by a dimerization of two monomers selected from a pool of random RNAs on the basis of inability to elongate peptides. The DPR is similar to capital AES 1 to 5 of the air creation model. Both contain the A loop, the P loop and the exit pool. Ruth Berstein hypothesized that RNAs contains vestiges of the ancient genome encoding translational associated proteins and tRNAs. They aligned RNAs with tRNA sequences encoding proteins, legases, phosphatases, polymerases, R proteins and synthases. They argue the evolution of mRNA encoding R proteins and rRNA has not been independent. The root Bernstein model is supported by 1. Autogenous control of expression of R protein by its own mRNA, 2. Homologous R proteins binding regions in mRNA and rRNA, 3. Prevalence of arginine in R protein elements that bind rRNA, and 4. Encoding of some extent proteins by rRNA. Smith and Harman are generally supportive of the accretion model. They argue that the proto-PTC was composed of an RNA stabilized by interactions with short protopeptides. That the origins and early evolution of the PTC and DCC were decoupled, and that the proto-PTC synthesized non-coded oligomers. Also see Fox, Noller and Steinberg. Smith and Harman make the important observation that the DCC, unlike the PTC, is not composed of a stable self-folding RNA. In their models, the proto-LSU and proto-SSU were linked by a boomerang-like proto-tRNA. Multiple sequence alignments of R proteins led these investigators to suggest that orthobacteria and archaea have a common ancestor. Our proteins acquired additional features after Luca. Harman and Smith further extended the analysis of the translational apparatus to initiation and elongation factors, connecting the origins of the translational apparatus with the evolution of tRNA synthesis and the origin of the genetic code. In a model that has been disputed, Harish and Cayetano Arnoldes proposed that rRNAs can be broken into small elements that are related by ancestry. According to this model, evolution has driven exclusively by thermodynamic and dynamical considerations. rRNA secondary structures of the LSU and SSU were cut into small elements that were computationally annealed and melted. Outward parameters of the computation were treated as character strings to build phylogenies. The method predicts deep ancestry of long stable helical elements and delayed arrival of shorter elements. In this model, the evolution of the ribosome nucleated at the intersubunit interface. The functional elements of the ribosome, such as the PTC, the exit channel, TCC and central pseudonauts appear at later stages of ribosome evolution by the technology of the ribosome. In addition to the effects of natural evolutionary pressures, ribosomes can be modified through various technological processes.
seven factors impede ribosomal engineering. Most direct changes to the ribosome are lethal because cell viability depends absolutely on ribosome function. In addition, large tandem arrays of RNA genes in eukaryotes preclude experimental methods such as CRISP-Cas. 60% of yeast chromosome 8 is devoted to approximately 150 tandem repeats of genes that encode rRNAs. In mammalian systems, large arrays of rRNA genes are distributed across multiple chromosomes. Hatch and colleagues developed a novel strategy for enhancing cooperation of non-natural amino acids, specifically D-amino acids and beta-amino acids through mutagenesis of the PTC region in 23S rRNAs. The studies expand the repertoire of ribosome substrates and functions have been potential to create novel functional biopolymers in vivo. Ribosome engineering in vivo has focused on the development of orthogonal translation systems that operate in parallel to the native wild-type ribosomes to ensure cell viability. Ideally, orthogonal ribosomes exclusively translate only target mRNA. Most commonly, orthogonality is engineered only at bacterial SSU because recognition of the start cutting in bacteria relies on complementary interactions between the Shine-Dragano region in mRNA and the anti-Shine-Dragano region of the 16S RNA in the 13S subunit. Recently, covalent linkage between the LSU rRNA and the SSU rRNA was achieved to form a single chimeric engineered ribosome. As a complementary approach, ribosome engineering in vitro allows engineering of mutant ribosomes that are not feasible in vivo, such as those selected under varying temperatures, in non-physiological pH and at varying redox levels. Summary during the routing of life, the onset of protein coding led to complex macromolecular structures and functions. Translation of mRNA into protein by the ribosome set the path of biology that has been dominated the Earth for over 3.8 billion years. Data derived from ribosomal structures suggest incremental and hierarchical evolution of protein type polymers in concert with incremental evolution of RNA type polymers. The extant ribosome exerts profound influence on protein folding, protein folding and the exitunnel co evolved. Protein evolution was continuously guided and accelerated by interactions with RNA. RNA evolution was guided and accelerated by interactions with peptides and then proteins. RNA and protein during the routing of the TOL established a molecular mutualism. Thank you for listening. If you have any suggestion, review or article you would like to listen to, follow me on Twitter, pubreading, or send me an email, info.pub.reading at gmail.com. Let's connect.